As you board, please move across your car to make room for everyone and kindly offer available seating to those needing special assistance. If you're standing, please hold on to the handrails and stay clear of the doors. They will be closing in a moment. Thank you. Hey, and welcome to another episode of Disney Assembled. I'm Troy. And I'm Mimi. And we are your happy little father-daughter podcast, here to create joy and share our love for all things Disney. Disney Assembled is sponsored by our patrons over on Patreon, Brenda, Danny, Connie, Andrew, and Alexis. Yes, thank you guys very much for joining us over on Patreon. If you would like to become a member and help the show out there, go to our website, DisneyAssembled.com. And scroll down to become a patron. There's a little button there that says become a patron. And you can help us out there. If not, no big deal. Just keep listening to the show. But yeah, it's great. Mimi, normally at this wait, time. Wait, wait. Also, if you are looking for other Disney oh, content, right. yes. you can go over to Magic of the Mouse Radio, 24-7 Disney content, Disney podcast, Disney music, Disney park music. We're even on there on Tuesday. Tuesdays and Tuesday, Saturdays. Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern. Yeah. Check out Magic of the Mouse Radio. You won't regret it. Lots of fun over there. You can go, you can go there. there through the link on our website, DisneySemble.com. That's right. Cool. So we have... We have a review. Yeah. A five-star review. Yeah. You know yes. what's, what's funny about this review? Like, I was having a really bad day when this came in. And I was like crying. I like went downstairs to like, get some water and like the whole family was staring at me while I was crying. And I went back upstairs to like keep watching Gilmore Girls because like that's the sh that's like comfort show. And you texted me this this review and it made me so happy because the end part is something we discussed and I'll talk about it after I read the review. Yeah, so read so, it. It's a great this review. review. comes from Jason Infault and it's five star rating and it's titled Such a Fun Show. And it reads... Troy and Mimi are fantastic. My daughter and I love listening to the show every week. Troy and Mimi always come up with such fun things to discuss, which ultimately leads to a great conversation between me and my daughter. They do a great job keeping everything positive and uplifting. Dad, Troy's dad humor always cracks me up and Mimi's life updates at the beginning of each show are a highlight. Keep up the great work, you too. So... Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for that. Jason, thank you very much. We're so, so happy to know. Shout out to you and your daughter. Absolutely. Like, that is like, it really honestly, makes, the end goal. It really makes us feel great that you and your daughter listen to the show and enjoy it. It really warms our heart. And, you know, we don't get reviews every week. We wish we would. We don't get great reviews every week. This is a very special one. And we really that appreciate one. it. That's really sweet. The The thing, the fact that you listen to the show together makes me really happy because like, I went to go get ice cream with my mom and there was like a little girl in there with her mom. And I was like, oh, like that's us. Right. And it's just, that is so sweet to me. But the part about my life updates being a highlight 
is important because literally earlier that day, part of my day was so bad was because I was talking about like what I was going to say in my life update at the beginning of the show. And Papa was like, maybe you just like don't do it this time because it really like it takes a really long time. And I just like, I don't know, like if it's Disney related and I was like, oh, okay, I won't do it. But like, I really enjoy telling you guys about my life and I like to think you enjoy listening to it. And that guy, Jason, proved it. Yep. So you're wrong. I am wrong. I will admit that I'm wrong. You have a big update. I do have a big update. Um, I actually enjoy the Finding Nemo (laughs) submarine. That is not the update. (laughs) So we're recording this on Thursday, September 23rd. Tomorrow is Friday, September 24th, which is also my 16th birthday. Yeah, I'm 16 years old. Still can't drive. Still can't really cook. Do you want to drive? Yeah. Can't really cook either. <laughs> you cook just fine. You but do it's great. okay. Well, I can cook like when someone tells me like what to make. Yeah. But if you like handed me a bunch of ingredients and said make something, I would not be able to you like bake do that. very well. You're a good baker. I am a good baker. I'm actually doing a baker for a fundraiser I'm doing at school. Also, so this weekend is so fun. I'm actually going on a retreat, which is why we're recording this so early. But um I'm gonna get to see all my camp friends, which if you guys were around in June and like early August camp is like the most important thing in my life (laughs) and it makes me so happy and always makes me come back with like a super sore throat so get ready for raspy voice mimi coming back (laughs) you're only there for a couple days yeah but it's like i don't know and like tomorrow's just gonna be such a great day at school because like we're just it's just it's gonna be about me and like i'm just i'm excited fall is here or autumn the weather in houston has been so good the past few days the high was like 87 like are you kidding me that is such an update it was actually cooler than that i think really yeah that is such a like some people call this time of year autumn some people call it fall no one calls it pre-winter or post-summer well, no one calls spring, post, winter, pre-summer. Right, but maybe they should. No, no one. No. I don't know. I don't yeah, have any more we'll life updates. That's Just good. like my, I'm running this like festival thing for my school called Alphabet Soup, which is like part of the diversity series, and it's just it's basically like a show, like a, to plan a show. Cool. But I'm the only sophomore working on diversity series. Everyone else is a senior, and like the, my my AP like specifically put me on this one, and I feel really honored and loved and respected and that's fantastic congratulations i'm very excited you should be come october 8th there will be more and more life updates including alphabet soup there you go you know what i'm excited about our interview with lynn we had a fantastic interview with mr lynn baron of the sweep spot podcast many of you listening to this podcast may have heard of the sweep spot Lynn has been podcasting for i think he said over 10 years over 300 episodes of the sweep spot uh, I don't want to give it all away because it was a fantastic, wonderful conversation with Lynn. We think you guys are going to love it. Listen all the way to the end. She tells a really cool story. Oh, yeah. At the very end. I don't want there's no spoilers. You have to listen. It's, all a way really, to the end. it's a good story. It's a very good story about when he worked at Disneyland. So we're going to get into that interview here in just a moment. But before that, we had to have this week's Disney dad joke of the week. Oh, boy. Mimi. Nemo and his friends, right? Finding Nemo submarine. No, voyage. it's not about the submarines, but Nemo and his friends, you know, they, they, they celebrate Christmas under the sea, you know? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, but do you know who brings them their gifts? No. Manta Claus. Get it? A manta? Yeah. It's like a, yeah. a, like a stingray type <laughs> That's thing. That's funny. That's good. It's Manta Claus. That's a good one. So there you go. That's this week's Disney Dad Joke of the Week. If you have a dad joke that you would like us to consider using on the show, 
please just send us an email, disneyassemble at gmail.com or hit us up. Well, don't hit us up. Send us a message on our socials. Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, all at Disney Assemble. Absolutely. Please do that. But, all right. So now that that's over. Hey, we're getting ready to do our interview with Lynn. This is fantastic. We hope you enjoy this interview like as much as we did. It was really, really cool. Lynn's a great guy. And uh, yeah, we learned a lot about his time at Disneyland and all the phases of being a Disneyland fan, right? Oh, yeah. All right. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to get into our interview with Lynn Barron of The Sweep Spot. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special guest with us today. We have Lynn Barron from The Sweep Spot podcast joining us. Lynn, welcome to Disney Assembled. Thank you so much for having me. appreciate it. So, Lynn, why don't you start before we get into conversation about, you know, Disneyland, your love for Disney and and, uh, your connection to Disney. Why don't you sort of give a little introduction to our listeners who may not be familiar with with your podcast and and what your connection to Disney is? So I'm a former Disneyland custodial cast member, and I worked there in custodial from 1998 until 2007. And I worked there before that in foods, but it was 91 to 93. I was more of a seasonal part-time. Then I went back a few years later and worked in custodial. But um, I moved to Utah in 2007 and had to quit and still missed it. So I thought, how can I stay connected to the parks and and you know be a part of the, what we were doing? And so I decided about a podcast. I started The Sweep Spot in 2011 and we've been going 10 years now and um our podcast is focused mainly on disneyland and we interview well we've had imagineers on we've had former a lot of former cast members not just custodian we've had attractions in different departments on um other authors other podcasters um so we mainly focus on disneyland like i said and then um, I have the show, my co-host is Ken Pellman, and he was a good friend I worked with at Disneyland. And so he's been doing the show with me most of the time. And since we talked every week recording, we thought, why not do a book? And so we did our first book in 2015, I believe it was. And that is called Cleaning the Kingdom. And it's all about our time working at Disneyland and and a few others. We interviewed a few of our other coworkers. And then a few years later, he was 2019. <laughs> um, we did a, another book, Clean the Kingdom. But they both have, and we can talk about it later, but they both have different subtitles. So mm-hmm. um, the second book is mostly about the beginnings of the department and some of the um, old schoolers, you know, that worked there. Mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. early days but yeah that's basically it i think that's cool 10 years out so I, I try to imagine we started this podcast in 2020 oh so in 10 years you'll be <laughs> in graduate school maybe yeah. and i will be much older <laughs> so maybe, yeah. maybe your grandfather and whatever so maybe not hopefully not but <laughs> no i think that's great and and so in so the second book is more about the history of the department and and interviewing some of the people who were there at the beginning some of the the the, mm-hmm. the trailblazers in the custodial department and in the second book what was what is i mean the first book what is the um 
what is sort of the thesis of that book? Is it just stories and tales and memories or? Yeah, it, so we kind of break it down into what, you know, how, so the, so the subtitle is Insider Tales of Keeping Walt's Dreams Spotless. And it just kind of breaks it down onto how we made it so clean and how, how the Disney part, because it started with Disneyland and then the management from Disneyland, you know, branched out when Disney World opened and they helped. And then, and they've all, um, in fact, we've had Disney managers that helped open every Disney park. I don't know about Shanghai because I left um, before that was open, but um, I know all the other Disney parks had help from managers from Disneyland um, around the world. And so we talk about how just the procedures and things that we did to make it clean and how, and things have changed a little over the years, but this was when we worked there and how, how it was done, um, how the areas are broke down, what each assignment, uh, what each person would do as far as assignments. And um, then we have our crazy tales, you know, things of us, um, you know, behind the scenes and things and cast members <laughs> that we worked with that were really bizarre. And, sure. <laughs> Yeah. Wait, can you tell me about one of your bizarre coworkers. I really want to hear that. That's funny. <laughs> I don't know. We may need a psychiatrist for this. <laughs> no. Um, <Okay. laughs> um, well, let me think. So <clears throat> you have a lot of different people when you have a big place like this. So you, you have people from all walks of life that come in and they're all very unique in, in good ways and sometimes not so good ways, but we had one guy, um, I don't think he listens and no one knows, but his name was Kerry, but he, um, <laughs> he was a little different, a little, little strange, but he was very nice, very sweet guy, but just a little different. And he um, got angry very easily and he was dumping trash and he has a cart that you have to park near the dumpster and hose out the trash cans in the back area. And um, there was a security vehicle that was parked in front where he needed to be and he got upset and he, he took the hose out and he, <laughs> he turned the hose on and started spraying the inside of their security oh. vehicle oh. and uh, security oh came back and they were not very happy. And I imagine. so I had to help write a report on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the same guy found a, um, he found a, I don't know what it, what the, but it was a hundred dollars or 20 or something, but it was a, a, a bill and he found it and he rolled it up, climbed in the, in the flower planter and put it in, in between Walt's fingers, you know, the Walt statue, Mickey statue. <laughs> <laughs> there was tourists taking pictures of it. And oh I went, my goodness. no. And so I ran over there and <laughs> took it out. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. So we, there's a lot of interesting and, and a lot of good people too, but um, that was, yeah. <laughs> so the, the work that you guys do or that you did and that they still do is so, so important. And, you know, even to this day, you know, when I think of going to a Disney park, you know, one of the things that really pops in my head is how clean and, and orderly things are kept, especially out in the very visible high traffic areas. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, and so I know many of the people who listen to this show who are Disney fans. I mean, they're, very eager to express their, their, uh, appreciation for that work. And, and so one question I have is, you know, if you could give advice to park goers mm -hmm. about things they could do that would make the, the job of the custodial cast easier, you know, what kind of tips would you maybe give 
you know, um, guests uh, who are visiting the park. Maybe put um, trash in the trash can, <laughs> but um, <laughs> believe it or not, we find a lot of trash on the ground. So, step one: put it in the can labeled "trash." That would be right. <laughs> right. Uh, I don't know. In the bathrooms, you know, a lot of people don't want to use the the hand dryers or paper towels. They just kind of shake their hands off. Well, that accumulates after a while on the floor, and then it gets slippery. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, we would mop it up anyways, but of course. That would be helpful. Good. And probably not eating a big meal before. For me, it would be not eating a meal before getting on Star Tours. That would be the best thing I could do for you guys because uh-huh. there would be a big problem <laughs> if I had to get on Star Tours after eating a big meal. That would be a problem for me. Right, right. <laughs> so since leaving um, and moving to Utah, um, how often do you get a chance to go back and, and visit? Um, actually more often than, than you'd think it, um, we live about six hours We're in St. George, Utah, which is, um, two hours past Vegas and Vegas is about four hours, three and a half from Disneyland. So about six hour drive. So, um, that's really not too bad. No, it's really not. Um, like you can do it. Like that's just like a day drive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, easily. Yeah. Yeah. That's much better than our drive. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're we're yeah yeah that's a big deal for us so when you when you go mm-hmm. as as a former cast member do you still have the i mean how much of your training and your experience there when you walk in does it still sort of kick in like this feeling like i mean do you still see things the way that a cast member would see them or has that sort of are you now you know, been far enough removed from it where you can just sort of relax and do you see it mostly as just a regular guest now? Kind of a little bit of both, I would say, because I kind of go back and forth on it. I was telling someone this um, on our show, I was interviewing someone actually last night and um, I was telling him that there's different stages of visiting Disneyland that I've gone through. And I think a lot of people do this, um, but there was the stage of when I went as a, you know, my parents took me as a child. Then, then as a, you know, a teenager, I would, you know, at that point we lived close enough for my mom. Well, not real close, but about eight, 10 miles away, but my mom would drop us off and we had annual passes and we'd go for the, you know, the night, um, as a teenager. And then as a young adult, and then, um, met my wife and went, um, you know, as a young couple and then, and then with myself working there, that's a whole nother stage and then now um taking my son there now he's 14 but um taking him there you know seeing it through his eyes which i didn't never had a chance to do before seeing it through a child's eyes um removed from it so it's you have all these different stages so it's it's really interesting just because i can kind of separate each one of those in in a way Mm -hmm. that's really interesting so Mimi's a teenager and I know she talked to me about this and, you know, I have two teens now, um, as a parent going to the park with teens, how different that is than going with younger children and the Uh experience, how it just changes. And I've often, you know, sat around thinking, well, if I was going to, I don't know how long a book this would be, but (laughs) advice for families with teenagers and going to Disney park, 
you know, so your experience with your son as a teen, is there, how is it, I don't know, do you have any parent tips about, you know, managing your teen or going with a teen as opposed to a younger child? He's kind of different because he appreciates the parks like I do um, for, you know, what they, what, you know, behind the scenes, like the architecture and just, just being there and not, I know a lot of teens and then I was probably this way too. I didn't see it that way. I saw it as like, Oh, you know, it's going to thrill ride. And, you mm-hmm. know, I don't want to go on, on snow white or uh, Mr. Toad or, you know, that's for kids, you know, but he doesn't care about that. <laughs> so it, he might be a little different than a normal. I don't know. I mean, no, I definitely resonate with that. Like, really? yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't care that Casey Jr. is for children. Like we're going mm-hmm. on it. Like I don't know what you mean. Yeah, Skipping yeah. It. Like what do you mean? No, we're not. That's true. You do. You do want to do right. Like everything. we're going on Winnie the Pooh. Like your mm-hmm. your opinion doesn't matter. Like we're going on Winnie the Pooh. Like that's it. That's true. Right. Right. That's true. Like I definitely I click with that. I I understand that because like my like okay so my friends go to um or like one friend i guess goes mm-hmm. to six flags all the time and she's always like hey like do you want to come with me and i just kind of no because six flags like sure like if i really wanted to go in like an amusement park like that's fine but like disney is something like totally separate like it's its own mm-hmm. like little pocket of the world it's its own like style of architecture it's 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 its own kind of visual art and like I think it's interesting that your son also like kind of gets that. Yeah. I think it's cool to go with teens. I mean, look, I love bringing them when they were smaller, right. Cause sort mm-hmm. of the whole, the story and the innocence of it, but having teens in the park, uh, how is, but you know, she's on her phone less. She's more engaged with us and, mm-hmm. you know, they're, and it's just fun. I mean, it's well, just like really good. The phone at the park, like you're going to get walked over. Like. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I agree with that. I, I, it's, it's probably one of the one times where you could, where you feel like you have their most attention. Right. Um, and, and that's special to me. So like my son, I just went two weeks ago and sometimes we'll go as a whole family with my wife. It's just the three of us, but, um, a few times, you know, I'll just go with just my son and we'll just do a father son thing. And it's, it's a lot of fun doing that. We've thought about doing a father daughter. I think we would do that too. If we lived closer. Yeah. Like but I think that's something we would do. I think part of the challenge though is, you know, Mimi's brother who mm-hmm. claims to not care about Gosh, Disney. If he just like wasn't around, but be so much uh, when we get to the park, he <laughs> was like joke. all into it. Right. And so right. to say, if we were to say, well, you don't like it very much, you don't care. So I'm just mm-hmm. going to take her. He would just be like, no, you have to take me too. Right. So right, like, right. he'd be you like, know, I don't right, want to go. And right. then we go to leave. He's like, actually, and actually, I think I would like to do it. For right? a really so, long time. That's what I wanted to do with my best friend for my 16th birthday, which is actually on Friday. But anyway, oh. um, so she lives in Birmingham, which is kind of like that midpoint between here and Florida. Well, okay. Well, from where you ish. are. From yeah. Where from we where are. we yeah, are. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I was like, what if we just like drive there, get her, and then we can go. Like you and I can go, and then she can come with us, and it'll be like we're taking Heltner, but like not really, because we're taking Kristen. Mm-hmm. Right. Who's like BFF. Right. And my mom quickly shut down that idea. But like <laughs> I think I think that those like more intimate trips that are like less big, huge family stay for eight days. Mm-hmm. meal plan character meal sort of right. vibe. 
like, I feel like there's a, a definitely a time for right. the different things. And it's really interesting, not interesting, but like really mm-hmm. cool. I guess that you get to experience that, but like, I guess it's like kind of weird because I'm 15 and you're like an adult person. <laughs> it's like, no, no, I understand. Yeah. Well, it's part of the charm that we fell in love with Disneyland over is that the intimacy that you could, the, the, the lack of sprawling space, right. The, the mm-hmm. containment of it to us added exponentially to the charm of it. There were that, hardly any children on leashes at Disney. Right. So, there were children on leashes all over Disney World. So, I mean, and we were there, what, three days and we were able to get a whole lot in at there in DCA and we didn't feel like we were cheated for time. And I said, this is just really great, right? You can yeah. get a two, three day trip and get a lot in and, and, and enjoy it. So speaking of that, I mean, so yeah. you, you, you talked about your phases of, Disneyland and visiting and appreciating it. I'm curious to know, like, you know, as you have um, gone through those phases, is there any thing that either uh, has been done to, you know, supposedly plus the experience or enhance the experience that's there now that you feel was a hit the mark? Like, yes, these, these improvements have done a, or massive improvements, or is there anything that has been changed you know, over the years that you would say, you know, I know why they did this, but I kind of would prefer it be the way it used to be. Oh, like the, like scrapping of the Pixar pier. <laughs> like right. make a, like a I'm just saying, I mean, things have changed a lot at Disneyland and DCA over right, the years. Right. So, DCA, you know, DCA, well, DCA you, as, right. And as someone who's been there, you know, as a child and as an, uh-huh. as a cast member and now as a parent, you know, I guess the, the short question is which of those changes if any stand out to you as being really positive and uh, for the betterment of the experience and which uh, in your experience, would you say, eh, didn't quite hit the mark. I wish it was the way it used to be. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to say. I'm trying to think as you're asking, I was trying to think about that. Um, I think, I mean, everyone would agree with me, I think on this, but the people mover um, removing that, that was something that, and now as an adult, I think I would appreciate it even more now because it's a time where you can sit down and relax for, you know, 15 minutes or whatever it was. Um, but that's a whole nother. That. Just like go on small world. Duh. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> it's not the same. It's yeah. The same. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you have to hear the song over and over. It's, it's, true. A, it's true. a beautiful song, but. <laughs> it's tiring after 16 and a half minutes. Exactly. Um. I think that adding uh, more land, like they've added Galaxy's Edge, I think that that's a plus because it was getting more and more crowded, and they needed they need more land. They need they actually need a third park, but that's another whole another <laughs> discussion. No, you're right. Like you're yeah. you're yeah yeah. So when you're there, what is you know what is your favorite? ride attraction what do you like what are you like your must do's when you go probably pirates and haunted mansion those are my two favorites oh, that's such like that's such the correct answer <laughs> like, like that's that's such a good answer well i know everyone says that but it well, not everyone but a lot of people do but i i don't know i just think that those are the two that link back to walt the most um i guess you could say small world but with the audio animatronics and it kind of you just you feel the most removed from the real world in those two more than anywhere, I think. 
No, yeah, I agree. Okay, there's this is like kind of like a longer story, but there's mm-hmm. this like running joke on the internet that like you can't wear like a Nirvana shirt or like uh Oh. Like ACDC shirt, or else some fan is gonna be like, name five songs that aren't smells like Team Spirit, and it's like, <laughs> team. I meant to say teen, anyway. And so, like when you said, I know everyone says those rides. I mm-hmm. I had like one of those moments, like because my point is, smells like Team Spirit is popular because it's good. Pirates right. and Haunted Mansion are popular because they're good, and so those are very valid mm-hmm. answers. <laughs> right. So. Yeah, I agree. I think when we talk about our favorite attractions, those always come up, right? They they always come up. But because, I mean, I think if you polled anyone who's been to Disney parks, I mean, the there's going to be a a definite trend to what some people really enjoy and so forth. If you're not riding an attraction, Lynn, what what else do you like to do at the park? Is there like is there a special a place that you kind of Eating. Like out, eat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's the so one we, place. We mentioned that we visited. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. We, Next time we'll go to one restaurant. That's not cosmic crazy. Yeah. Like in Disney World. So we are oh, unfortunately goodness. the people. I, I cannot tell you how happy I was mm-hmm. that bag checks are just like you walk through a machine and it automatically checks your bag. Oh, because we yeah. so are. Fun. Yeah, I mean, Not unfortunately, we're the family with four backpacks on filled with snacks. Okay. <laughs> right? okay. So, because we're like, if we're going to go to the park, to. we have to cut out some of these costs, right? Oh, mm. you, oh you want to buy a pin? You're not eating today, right? So, <laughs> right. You know, it's <laughs> it's a $30 pin or it's a $30 hamburger. Like, you right, have to right, pick right. one, you and eat? there's nothing in between. Do you want to eat yeah, or do you want to? Yeah. yeah. So, but, um, so you did you make your way over to DCA? You want to you know what are your impressions of Avengers Camps? Did you get a chance to see that? Yeah, we did. I I think I wasn't really excited about it after being there for about five minutes, and I and I don't know why. And I was trying to figure it out the whole time because I, I'm usually pretty optimistic and try to look at the positives. But the one thing I noticed was that it was so loud. The music is that Avengers, you've heard it in all the movies, is just loud, just constantly over and over. And I thought they they didn't put Star Wars music in Galaxy's Edge for a reason. Um, That's true. You know, and then they have this, it felt a lot like Universal to me. Mm. And I think they went wrong with that. But I don't, you know, it only had the one attraction, the, the Web Slingers, um, yeah. which was good, but I don't think it can... It, it can't hold the whole land and they're supposed to put in another attraction, but it hasn't even, they haven't even started. I haven't even seen concept art for it. So hmm. I don't, I don't know. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I no. think um, Avengers campus will explode a little bit more when the shows come back, like in full swing, <laughs> because like definitely like a part of what is going to hold that park up is the ambiance and like getting to see everyone. And like, mm-hmm. that's obviously just not there. Um, I've heard kind of similar to what you said that it was like loud and felt like really removed because it mm-hmm. was so loud. Like you were just focused on like, if, like your personal feelings and not like enjoying the actual yeah. like, that you're looking at. And like the, the difference in galaxy's edge is that it's, it's not as loud and there's just like, tons of stuff to look at over there there's just like just like a lot to Mm -hmm. figure out and like i heard that there wasn't a ton of that in avengers campus 
Right. But yeah, I definitely I'm staying optimistic about it because like I'm definitely more of a Marvel person than I am Star Wars. So like I need it to be good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like I'm just going to assume that it's going to like explode and like really become like what it's supposed to be when like the second attraction opens and mm-hmm. like you know who however far down the line that is. Which like okay, that's a different conversation, but whatever. And then when like shows come back and like characters come back because like Part of why Galaxy's Edge was so big at first was because like mm-hmm. Ray and Kylo Ren would like walk the streets and like people right. were really like, into that, that interactiveness. And there's, there's just none of that right now because of COVID. So it's like, right. instead you just get like a really loud, noisy theme park with one attraction. So My, my thing with California Adventure is it, it almost has this identity crisis thing because like, what is it really about California anymore? Like what is, you know, I, it's just, I don't know. I don't know what, where this. Right. They need to just call it um, Disney Adventure or something because, right. you know, I don't know. I agree with you. And, and you know, with the, with the exception of that one little part that we didn't spend a whole lot of time in when we visited, when we did the Grizzly River Run. I mean, there was some definite connections to California like, there. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. The rest of it was kind of, I think, I think, I, 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 don't, I haven't seen, commercial. yeah, we haven't been to Avengers Campus, but my, my, right. From what I've been able to see, it looks like to me, it feels like they've established a really good base to build future stuff for. So it could be more fluid than I think with Galaxy's Edge. I think part of the thing that I think they struggle with is it's it's really specific to a time period. Right. Like it'll never be able to. And so I know they're, I I imagine they're trying to figure out ways to not have it pigeonholed into a certain time period in star Wars so that other people can show up and, and it won't be so awkward to the story. Right. But I think Avengers campus, even though there's not much there yet, I think they're leaving the canvas a little bit more open for, Mm -hmm. for stuff like that, which I think is pretty cool. I also heard that the food in Avengers campus was overhyped and not worth it i didn't get to try the food i i don't know why i don't remember why but i think my whole thing was i gotta get out of here like that i just had this feeling the whole time like how do i get out of here because (laughs) it was just so loud and seemed very chaotic and um we did go on web swingers twice i was able over the the weekend we were there but well that's cool yeah okay so we have like closing ish questions they're kind of like they're more like general things Mm -hmm. okay i need to like speak words okay there we go (laughs) what else would you speak i don't know okay good numbers (laughs) well you could speak numbers couldn't you no i don't want to speak numbers that's weird but the word versions of numbers are still words okay department question okay question okay if you had to pick like a favorite disney character disney pixar i guess Mm -hmm. who would you who would you pick? Who do you gravitate towards? Well, on my Disneyland app, you know how you can have an avatar. I think on Disney Plus they have that too, little avatar thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I have Jack Skellington as mine. So that's solid. a good answer. Good answer. I guess I'll have to go with him. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a good answer. Yeah. What else do we normally ask? Favorite movie? Favorite? Do you have a favorite Disney movie? Hmm. Not really. I mean. Just like Disney, because I, I mean, there's so many. I like Bugs Life. That's one of my favorite yeah. Pixar movies. Cool. I don't know if it's my favorite Disney movie, though, but 
Yeah. It's a lot of Disney, Pixar. Oh, yeah, there's too many to pick from. I mean, (laughs) most people can't pick one, but I can definitely pick one. It's definitely Tangled. Tangled. Okay. Yeah. I mentioned about myself, but it's okay. It's okay, guys. It's been a really long day. Okay. What else do we ask? If you, okay, this, we've never asked this one before, I don't think. Because I've we've all we've always we've always ever asked just like favorite character mm-hmm. in general, which like really entails like right, Disney right. Pixar. But if you had to like pick a favorite like Avenger or like Star Wars universe character, like who who would you pick from Marvel? Yeah, or, or Star or, Wars, um, or do one of each, <laughs> whatever. whatever <laughs> you yeah, no, that's what I meant. I meant like <laughs> I think uh, Star Wars. I'd say Luke Skywalker only probably mostly because i grew up when those movies came out and um so like in 77 when star wars came out i was oh boy six seven years old so um That's so relatable yeah so i i mean luke skywalker was like my hero back then you know i mean he was right. he was the dude that i looked up to um marvel i like i like iron man tony stark he's he seems like he'd be someone I'd want to hang out with, you know? Yeah. He'd pick up the tab. So he'd be, <laughs> well, that would be good too. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Tony, I'm getting hungry. Let's go for a bite. There's cheeseburgers, right? He seems fun. Yeah. Yeah. What else do we ask? If you were kind of staying on the Marvel Star Wars, would you rather be an Avenger or a Jedi? Jedi. Why? Um, I don't know. I'm not not very brave. I mean, it seems like you have to be braver to be an Avenger. That's that's a really good answer. Jedi can just go into hiding and nobody will know they're there. Right, right. right. Kind of hang out in Tatooine in a in a cave and you'll be good, right? Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> Is there so if you could if you could plus something at Disneyland to make it better, what would you pick and what would you do to it? At Disneyland? Hmm. Something you feel needs a little bit of extra love and or Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland needs some help. And I don't and I don't know the answer. And we've talked and talked about this. And the only thing because Tomorrowland is is tough anyways, because everything changes so fast. By the time they come up with concept and actually build it, they've mm-hmm. already, you know, it's already passed. Right. So I definitely agree. I don't yeah, I don't it's really hard, but I definitely think that maybe a Tomorrowland of like um, like a vintage, what would you call that? But like a, like going back, like a Tomorrowland of the six like a retro, retro, type, that's like a time yeah. capsule kind of thing. So one thing we noticed at Disney World because we were there in July is on the Carousel of Progress. I don't know how long it's been this way because it's until July, the last time we were scenes. at Disney World was twenty. I don't know. Mimi was like four or six years old. So the, uh, it was wow. So, but we noticed that on carousel of progress, it was, it was uh, even the cast member, they introduced it said, this is Walt Disney's carousel of progress, Walt Disney's carousel Mm -hmm. of progress. And I was telling Mimi that it felt like they recognized that that attraction isn't as up to date as it should be to be in Tomorrowland. So they've sort of re they emphasize the, this is Walt Disney's carousel of progress. And they give you the history about how carousel of progress came to be. Right. So it, it, it's more of a nostalgic attraction on purpose left there to do mm-hmm. what they need to do. With yeah. It. And I think that also kind of explains away some of the like other general issues with 
the carousel of progress that I'm not going to get into, right. but the, they very much emphasize that it's like Walt's thing from the forties and not like something that is actively being like endorsed and like right. looked at all the time. So like definitely Tomorrowland, I totally agree. And that's why I think Papa's idea. And I guess even like mm-hmm. your idea, cause you kind of touched on it of like, like throwback sort of like time travel sort of thing, like would be the way to go because time travel is something that like is not close to being discovered or invented. I don't even know. Right. And it gives, it just gives like a little bit more leeway, I think to not go out of date so fast. Right. You could, you could theme it so that if you choose to go backwards in time, there are attractions that take you back in time. If there, you want to go forward in time, there are ways they could do with technology to make it feel like that. I mean, you mentioned a third park, you know, mm-hmm. and people, you know, I've heard other shows ask, oh, what would, if they had a fifth gate and, uh, at Disney World and what, or a third gate yeah, at Disneyland? Yeah. You know, my idea is I, I, I would think, and they, I think they would sell a lot of tickets for this, is they take the attractions that no longer exist mm-hmm. and they recreate them in a sort of a vintage Disney parks park. And so... You know, things that don't exist anymore that people still like, oh, I wish they like in Disneyland, I wish they saw the people mover. Well, they put right. but a people mover up. Right. Or when you're in Florida, oh, I wish Mr. Toad was still in Florida. Oh, OK, well, here's Mr. Toad. You can do it in Vintage Guys, World. Or I miss Snow White's scary adventure. Bring it back. Right. Put so, it like, in. Mimi's oh, like, right. Mimi's like, yeah, it's Snow White's Enchanted Wish. No, it's the scary adventure. I want the scary <laughs> adventure. Right. And so that I would be my idea. Right. My idea was just go back and find some of those old shows. You know, the characters can come out in the older costume, maybe not the creepy. No, yeah. mouse, but, you know, but <laughs> that would be really cool. No. So really stepping back in to the park nostalgia. I don't know. Well, I don't know what of, they would call that. Of, but I think it'd be a great yeah. idea. Of course, I like that idea. But I, what I always think of is the reason they got rid of some of these was because no one was going on them. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, you know, and then they're gone and, and I'm just as guilty, but, and then they're gone. And then you're like, Oh, why'd they get rid of, you know, the country bear jamboree. I, I right, loved, right, right. but guys, everyone but, loves the country bear jamboree. Did I don't. go on it every time I went? No. You know, <laughs> so I, I don't know. Well, it's I, like, I have thought about that. Yeah. It's like, we haven't been in, yeah, uh, like we didn't go to we didn't go see Mr. Lincoln and we didn't go to Hall of Presidents. We were in Liberty Land. But, no, yeah, but like, but it's they like you know, if they got like, like, wait a minute, where did this go? You have to. When was the last time? Well, I've never been in it, but right. I like yeah. it. Right? I, no, yeah. It's kind of like a blanket. I, I want that blanket. I like. I want to know that it's there. Okay, exactly. I have one more question, mm-hmm. and it's not like a like we've asked been we've been asking like favorites questions. Do you have like a story from working in the park that you could tell us? Just like like about a guest or like something funny that happened or like something with your coworkers sort of behind the scenes, just like a entertain us. <laughs> well, I don't know how familiar you are with hearing me on other shows or on our show, but um, I have a story that might be themed to um, Halloween since we're getting close to that. Cool. Um, <laughs> I, and I always tell this on, not every show, but I've told this a couple times um, on some other podcasts. But uh, so when I was working there, we were, I was the lead, which is I'm in charge of like an area and some cast members. And I was the last one there that night from my area. And I was heading back to the office to to turn in my keys and my radio that I had for the day. And over the radio, they announce, um, 
Disneyland is now clear to the hub. Mm-hmm. So they do like a sweep security. Then they announce Disneyland is now clear to town square. And then the next one would be Disneyland is now clear of all day guests. And then that's it. Everything's right. locked up and everything. So I heard them announce that Disneyland is clear of all day guests, uh, maybe 30 minutes before this incident happened. And I was walking across the hub towards, there's a Plaza Inn restaurant. And then there's the entrance of Tomorrowland. In between those two things, there's like a gate that we go back to get back to the back area um, where I need to go. There's also a restroom right there. So remember that there's a restroom right next to there. So I was walking across and this this lady um, in a Victorian outfit and um, and a younger, like a teenage um, girl was with her. And they approached me and had these victorian outfits hats on everything and they and they spoke at the english accents and they asked me can we find a eating establishment and i was like um i said the park's been closed for a while now and you're actually not supposed to be in here and there she was very oh i'm so sorry about that i'm sorry about the inconvenience i'm like oh um and i'm trying to think what do i what do i do here what's going on here and i noticed that the girl had a balloon that was an old Disneyland balloon. It was just a a colored balloon. It was red and it had a stamp on it. It was shaped like Mickey ears. And it just had this Disneyland stamp on it. And they have much fancier ones at that time. Um, And I hadn't seen one like that a long time. And so I'm observing all this and talking to them. And I see the security guard coming from the Matterhorn area towards the hub. And I waved him over and um, he, he ran over there and I said, uh, these women and I turned around and they were gone. And I said, did you see the women I was talking to? And he goes, no. Hmm. He said, when were you talking to him? I said, just now. I said, you didn't see him. And he's like, no. He said, I saw you, but I, I said, man, maybe, maybe I'm just tired. I've been so that. So I, I said, well, I was just talking to him and I told him real quick what happened. He said, I'll go in the back area. You go down main street. So we got to the end. And I said, yeah, well, the doors were shut. Uh, there's no one in the shops. And he said, I didn't see anyone back there. And so I thought that was weird. Okay. So I just kind of blew it off and went home and thought about it a little bit. But then I forgot about it. Well, about, I don't know, a few months later, I was sitting in the back talking to some other custodians. And they were all telling stories of this one lady. She's really in tune with like spiritual like ghosts and things. And and she was telling me these stories. and. And, uh, I told her about, um, about my story a little bit. And then she said, um, yeah, there's a restroom. She said in this restroom over Plaza Inn by Plaza Inn, she said, there's, um, so I didn't tell her about, I just kind of told her, I talked to some guests. I said a really short thing. And she said, yeah, but this restroom, I go in every night and I hear these two women speaking with English accents, but they're never in there. I look and I'm like, oh, wow. So I'm starting to think, oh, and so I mentioned <laughs> it to her about the story. And she goes, you talk to him. You actually talk to him. And I said, no way. I said, is that possible? And she's like, yeah. You know, and so. <laughs> Obviously. Wow. Yeah. That's something That's else. That's so cool. That is weird. Wait, I, love I think we had our first "what the story." No, We've been I asked for stories. We finally like got that. one. And I, I don't know what to believe. You know, I don't know if I believe in that stuff or not. But that's just kind of what happened. And and I, 
I have no other explanation. I've been thinking of for years now. That's been, I don't know, it's been you know, it's 20 years, but yeah. But like, all you really know is that you definitely talk to two mm-hmm. women wearing like kind of ridiculous clothing, not up-to-date yeah. clothing. And then yeah. they just vanished. Well, yeah, he turned back and, and like, that's going. it. Like that. And then like, that, that alone would be weird. Like this, this spooky yeah. ghost lady, like, okay. Like I'm super into like that true crime paranormal stuff. Like mm-hmm. I'm like not the long Island, not the long Island medium lady, but like the, like the other ones, like ghost hunters. And like my mom and I used to watch this one with this like guy and this woman and they like go into houses and like do exorcisms and stuff. Anyway, like I'm really into all that. And I'm like the first one to believe it, but like, mm-hmm. I'm always very skeptical, you know, cause it's like, mm, are you, are you actually in touch? Or are you just like talking? But like the fact that first of all, that her story lined up with yours. That's the part that got me here. Really weird. And it's then crazy. just like, like, I don't know. It seems too coincidental. Well, that is, that's a great story. No, yeah. Thank that's, you for sharing really that. I mean, no problem. I mean, wow. That's, I don't, if next time we're in Disneyland, I don't think I'm going to be able to go over there. Stop. I totally will. I'll like, go talk will. to them. Like, hey. You're going to have your hey, little, besties. you have, what are the, the, the Ghostbusters use that thing that they the, catch the ghosts in? You're going to have to bring that with you or can something. Can I get one of those at Spirit Halloween? That's weird. Well, Lynn, thank you yeah. very, very much for joining us. This has been absolutely delightful. I'm so glad we were able to finally uh, get together and, and have a conversation. Uh, before you go, why don't you share with all of our friends who are listening, you know, how they can find your podcast, your books and connect with you guys uh, online. Well, it's the sweep spot podcast. So like you're sweeping the floor sweep spot and you can find it anywhere where podcasts are found. And if they're listening to your show, then they, they know how to find the podcast. But um, we have two books out. The first one came out. It's cleaning the kingdom insider tales of keeping Walt's dream spotless. And then the second one is Cleaning the Kingdom, Night, Day, Past, and Present. And you can get both of those on Amazon, or you can get them signed copies on our website, thesweepspot.com. They're both signed signed by both of us. Uh, Also on Kindle, both books. And then the audio book on just the first one. Right now, we're we're actually working on the second book. It's taken a long time, but um, audio part of it for the second book we're still working on. Um, we're going to be at the Unicon. It's in Las Vegas, uh, next week in October 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. And we will be given a presentation on October 1st at 4 30 PM there. So if you're in that area, that's, uh, good. I think that's it. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Pull yourself off the slot machine and go see <laughs> and Lynn and listen to their presentation. I think it's gonna be fantastic. Unfortunately, we won't be in Vegas then. Yeah. I, I imagine you guys are going to have, a, I hope you have a huge crowd and hope it goes very well for you. Lynn, thank you again for being oh, yeah. on the show. Thank we can't you. thank you enough. We really do appreciate it's it. It's just so much fun. Yeah. That it's ghost been story. a great like, time. I'm going to think about that for a really long time. <laughs> I'm going to like, look it up. Like, I hope you know that. Like I'm going to Google like, Disneyland, Victorian ghost ladies, restroom. I've, I've looked, I've looked, I can't find, the only thing I can come up with is um, maybe they were, I thought, well, maybe they were cast members that worked because some of the, you know, the costumes were right. maybe that way on Main Street back in the 50s. But then I thought, no, but then maybe because that was farmland. I thought, well, maybe they grew up on that. So I don't know. But anyways, thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. Anytime. This has been fantastic. Anytime you want to come back on to promote something, just let us know. You're welcome to come back in whenever you want. Awesome. Thanks, Lynn. Thank you.
Well, okay, Mimi, there you go. That's Lynn Barron of The Sweep Spot. That was a really fun interview. It was. It was a really a good time. And we've been, you know, Lynn and I have been going back and forth trying to get this scheduled for quite some time now. And it was and so great that he was able to carve out some time this week uh, to have that conversation with us. He's such an interesting guy. Yeah. And he has such an, such an interesting job at Disneyland. And like his experience just coming together, like as a whole, I think like full circle, like kid cast member parent like that that full circle is is really interesting to me yeah. but his ghost story that is so cool that was a really cool story it's one of the best that may be our very first what the submission right we we're trying to do the what the stories on our podcast that may be the, the first unofficial one that we've been able to get right we've been looking for stories for people to share that was a good one that, that was, was a really one. good one all right well, Mimi, I think it's about time for us to start wrapping up this week's episode. Why don't you tell everyone where they can find us online? So you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, all at Disney Assembled. You can also send us an email, DisneyAssembledAnyWell.com. Or if you want the information for our Patreon, buy us a Dole Whip, or Tee Public, you can head on over to our website, DisneyAssembledAnyWell.com, where you'll get links to Magic of the Mouse Radio as well. There's also YouTube, which is just Disney Assembled. And if you want to leave us a rating and review, Papa can tell you how to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Don't forget to go to the YouTube channel and subscribe because we weren't able to go live this week because of your birthday, but we are planning to continue our Thursday live sessions on our YouTube channel at 7 p.m. Central Time. But yeah, I mean, what was I supposed to tell everybody? <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say. Rating review. Rating review. That's right. You want to just start this segment over? No, I think it's good. Okay. Are you sure? Yeah. All right. We're going to let behind the scenes. Character. It's got character. Yeah. Because yeah, we're not perfect. We don't write this stuff down. Ratings and reviews. If you're listening to us on a podcast catcher that allows you to do ratings and reviews, we would really, really, really appreciate it if you would leave us a very high rating and write a very kind review, especially if you're on Apple Podcasts, which is a huge podcast player around the world. A five-star rating review, just like the one we read today from Jason. Mm -hmm. That would be one that we would love to read from you, of course. And you can also, if writing's not your thing, because we like that, you go to the bottom of the show notes of today's episode, you can click the link there and leave us a voice message where you can leave a review of the show and you can even leave your very own what the story submission. So go there at the bottom of the show notes, click the link and share your story submission. We really appreciate it. Don't forget to check out the sweep spot with Lynn on all podcast players. Also, I think it's Instagram is the sweep spot. Yes, I think it is too. So make sure to check him out and his podcast Obviously, he knows what he's doing. He's been doing it a very long time. Yes, it's a and good it's podcast. Interesting. So yeah. go a, yeah. listen. If you're a Disneyland follow, fan, you got to check it out. Do it. Yes. Even absolutely. if you're not a Disneyland fan, do it because I said so. And what I say goes. <laughs> yes, please do that. We don't want the wrath it's of me. Like, it's like that one scene in Little Women where Beth is dying and Joe is like, and Beth is like, it's just God's will. And Joe's like, well, God's never met my will yet. That's me. I'm Joe. But I'm also Joe in like every other aspect of my life. But you know what I was thinking about the other day? I was like, I should just make a podcast where I just like talk. Because like, I just say things sometimes and I'm just, I'm so interesting. I think you're doing that right now. This because is we're apparently ending this episode on a real high note with Beth dying and Joe, you know, hey, Beth squaring off against God in a battle of wills. Well, the first time... This was the first time Beth was sick before she died. Well, so ha. Okay. Get roasted. Let's say something Disney before we leave. Check out the sweet spot on all podcast players and on Instagram and check out us, DisneySymbol.com or DisneySymbol on all social media platforms. Yeah, guys, thanks a lot for listening. We really do appreciate it. And until next time, see, see you real soon. soon.